We've had a number of guys that'll donate $250, $300 in, in one donation drive. We have one guy in particular, the last two donation drives that we've done, has donated $600 each time himself. He saved up just to be able to do that. And he works on the yard crew. So he's saving money that his family's sending in here for him to be able to provide for himself, and he's turning around and giving it to help others. What do you think of when you think of donating to charity? For most of us, thoughts come to mind of dropping spare change into one of the Salvation Army's red kettles during the holidays, or agreeing to add a couple of dollars to the total grocery bill to go to the Children's Miracle Network while we were at the grocery store. We all try to give what we can when we can. Before a group of offenders at the Bledsoe County Correctional Complex, it's about more than giving what you can spare. It's about giving all that they possibly can in an effort to make a real impact to help those in need. In this episode of The Mission, we talk to two men who represent the Bledsoe County Correctional Complex's Lifers Club, Chris and Will, about the group of 200-plus offenders and their efforts to help East Tennessee's charitable organizations. Some of the organizations that everybody likes to help the most have to do with kids in the food bank. Uh, we help like the just uh, this week, just yesterday, we sent a check for $7,744.46 to the First Southern Baptist Food Bank. That's Chris, the president of the Lifers Club. He's a small guy, around 5'8", 250 pounds. He's in his late 40s and he looks a little older with his white mustache and salt and pepper hair. He carries himself with a calmness that you might not expect from a man who's been incarcerated since 2000. Uh, at Christmas time, we try to help with some of the uh, like Toys for Tots programs with the Van Buren County Head Start and the nursing home in Spencer. We help them this year. Uh, some of the programs that we help are like St. Jude's. We send them money to help with medical costs. Bledsoe uh, <clears throat> Human Resources has got a lady named Karen Nunley that does a backpack program for the kids over here and she tries to make sure that kids that generally she knows doesn't have much to eat at home, she makes sure she fills their backpack up with food and sends them home with it. Uh, we've helped Operation Valor out of Crossville, which is a program that the Sheriff's Department sponsors to try to help kids that are heading in the same direction that we went and try to help them keep from ending up here. We've helped them in the past. Uh, the American Cancer Society, we try to help them occasionally. There's just a lot of different programs that we help. Tell us a little bit about what the Lifers Club is, what exactly it is. The Lifers Club is a nonprofit organization uh, consisting of men, most of which have 25 years or more right now, that are trying to kind of make amends and pay it back to society. We have a lot of good opportunities here. and. We're trying to uh, put our best foot forward and help people that are in need. And it depends on who the membership votes and decides that they want to donate the money to. Uh, everything that we do is as a group. It's no one man that runs everything. Uh, when we have major decisions that need to be made, we get together as a group and we put all the cards out on the table. Uh, we feel like we make our best decisions when we come together as a group. Uh, in the past, we've had some board meetings where we've had to deal with some issues with the club where, uh, for an example, Mr. Cartwright thought about something that the rest of us hadn't, and it was a complete changer in the way we, we were, uh, in the direction we were heading. 
So we're learning to do teamwork and, and to function as a group. And, and I guess you could say, kind of like we would function in society. If we were out there in society, how we would do to be able to mingle with people and interact. So uh, how much money are we talking? Last year we did over $23,000. In the last three years we've donated over 56000 which if you add the 7000 we just did now, we're at $63,000 for just a little over three years. This year I, I'm hoping and praying that we're going to hit $30,000. And at the rate we started off, you know, January is kind of a slow month for us with work over here. I made $137 myself. but. We still ended up taking up more money than we've ever taken up in one single donation drive, even with everybody's checks. Tens of thousands of dollars is what we're talking. We're not just talking about, you know, a couple hundred here and there to these different organizations. We're talking tens of thousands of dollars spread out across the East Tennessee region. All of that originating right here at the Bledsoe County Correctional Complex. Where does that money come from? Well, men give accordingly, you know, some are blessed more money than others, but you have a group of individuals and there's plenty of us here and everybody decides to give something, you know, the money adds up. This is Will. He's the vice president. He's in his mid-30s, stands a little over six feet tall, and carries himself with a strong confidence. But like Chris, it's a gentle kind of calmness. He's been incarcerated since 2012 and he's been at BCCX since 2012. You know, we all work jobs provided by the state, and um, some people sacrifice more than others to give what they can. That, that's, for some offenders, got to be a pretty serious sacrifice to, to donate anything. So how do, you, how do you convince members of the club and other offenders to contribute? Well, you know, we have meetings and everything, and everybody that we donate to, it's not in the blind, you know. We see stuff on TV, we hear about stuff, people um, bring information from charities and stuff who need help. And I guess, you know, it touches the men's hearts here and they decide to give. Some people even save up just to give, so it's, a, it's not so much the obligation as a generosity, you know, there's, there's a lot of generous men here who are willing to help. Also, the guys who make $30 a month give $20, and therefore they'll have to live off $10 for that month. And some give the whole thing, and some give a little less. But we don't look at the amount that they give, it's what you're giving, you know, the reasons why you're giving it. And so, you know, I give praise to those guys for that. Some of the guys that donate 5 or $10 donate just as much as that guy that gives $600 they give out of what they had you know he might have had a thousand dollars to be able to do six hundred they might have only had fifteen or twenty dollars to give five or ten so you know if you look at it from that sense they give just as much as he did because they gave out of what they out of what they had i was amazed when they provided me with the numbers over twenty thousand dollars in each of the last two years alone i thought i was doing good to give five dollars for animal shelters every time i shopped at PetSmart. It's especially awe-inspiring when you look at the sacrifice made by many of these offenders giving 20 to $30 a month when they only have 40 total. How many can say they consistently give 50 plus percent of their total income to charity every month? So what compels such selflessness? What drives these offenders to give so charitably? 
What do you think compels you or the other lifers to want to give? Again, um, it's a huge sacrifice. You were saying for some folks, we're talking 80 to 90 percent of, of what they have to their name, but they're still giving it up. Where do you think that comes from? Where do you think the, the desire to be so charitable comes from? Oh, I'm, we're all human. We've all made mistakes. And, you know, some of us don't get to, we can't make amends for those mistakes. And, you know, sorry isn't enough sometimes. You know, in my case personally, you know, a man lost his life, a friend of mine. And I couldn't say sorry to his family. And it was like I apologize. I mean, sorry isn't good enough uh, in my standards. You know, I would like rather change by my actions and let them see that I'm sorry. And, you know, keep working towards being that better person. You know, a lot of guys here um, that's in the club want to make amends. They they want something better. They want to be something different. They want to... We've been selfish for a long time. And so by them giving back to the communities or to strangers, it's a way of them to, to make amends or to help. You know, I was selfish for a long time, not just with money, but... Um, as a human being, you know, I wasn't uh, caring enough or I didn't have enough empathy, but I think a lot of guys here don't want to be who they used to be. And if they can help somebody, you know, they're trying to do as much as they can. When you are given to these charities um, that that help children, uh, does that ever play a factor when you're when you're giving? Do you ever maybe you know give a little extra to this specific cause because um, you're you're thinking about your children and, and as you said you would want someone to do the same thing for them? Absolutely. You know, my decisions that I've made have kept me away from my children, but I can't stop being a father because I'm in prison. So you know the example is still to be set when I do speak to them and when I talk to them. They need to see that. I'm trying to do something that makes somebody's life better, and that's who I'd uh, like them to be. You know, somebody caring, somebody would help somebody that's in need. And um, a lot of men feel the same way, you know. A lot of people don't have uh, contact with their family. So to give to another child is almost like giving to their own. So uh, there's a lot of kind-hearted men here, you know, all from different parts of the state, some from outer states. different religions and everything but we come together and we're the same and the same opinion in helping people both chris and will are very proud of the work being done within the lifers club and they have big plans as you heard chris say earlier he'd like to see the group reach the thirty thousand dollar mark and while this is in part an effort to repent for past mistakes it is also an effort to make a true impact a difference in the lives of others and they want to challenge citizens throughout the state to help make an even greater impact. You know, if a group of in- inmates in prison that make between 17 and 54 cents an hour, some of us are blessed to be able to work the industry where we make, you know, 7.25 or a little more an hour. But if we can do it, think about how much more they can do out there making more money than they do. Uh, even if just everybody out there was donating like these guys in here, think about the millions of people in this country. If they were donating five or ten dollars a month, what kind of money that would amount to? There's a lot of people that wouldn't go to bed hungry. Think about uh, all the people out here that are 
hungry, they need medical treatment, they're freezing to death, they don't have a roof over their head. They, uh, some of them don't have a job to even be able to do that. And we've got an opportunity to fit, step in and fill in the gap and help them. And if we can do it, how much more could the community do it if they rallied together? My challenge would be just to help. You know, money is a, a great motivation for us. You know, everybody needs it. But uh, time is a. Uh, I mean, you can help in a lot of different ways. Like I said, there's uh, children's programs and backpacks for kids. Uh, when I was growing up, you know that I had a father in the house, and a lot of that kids in the neighborhood didn't. And I never understood why they wanted to stay at my house. We got rules here, and my dad's always here. And he told me it's because they don't have fathers at home, and they like being around a male figure. So, I mean, you don't have to help to an organization, but just help someone. If it's uh, breaking somebody's yard next door, getting someone a ride to school, help your community, help your neighbor. So my challenge would just be to help. So often, we hear the question asked if rehabilitation is possible. If the evidence-based programming that TDOC has in place is working to help change the men and women under our supervision. I think the empathy and the compassion and the selflessness exhibited through the Lifers Club is proof that it is possible and that the programming is working and that the efforts of our treatment staff are not in vain. I'd like to also point out that Chris and Will were reluctant to participate in this interview, not only because they are truly humble men, but because they don't really want credit for these efforts. They would prefer the attention and the focus to be given to the organizations that receive the donations because, in Chris's words, the more publicity those charities get, hopefully the more donations they will receive. The list of organizations that have received donations include St. Jude's Children's Hospital, Fall Creek Falls Youth Camp, the Bread of Life Rescue Mission, First Southern Baptist Food Bank, and the Van Buren County Head Start. I'd like to thank Chris and Will for taking the time to speak with me about the work of the Lifers Club, as well as the leadership at BCCX for allowing me to spend some time with the two men. To learn more about the Tennessee Department of Correction, its mission and operations, head over to our website, tn.gov correction. And if you happen to be interested in joining us in our mission to change lives and enhance public safety here in Tennessee, click on the employment tab and apply to any of our available career opportunities. We thank you for listening to this episode of The Mission Podcast, and we hope you enjoyed it. If you did, be sure to like, comment, share, and subscribe. We also encourage you to find and follow us on all of your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube.